Yo, 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 what's up? Welcome to another episode of Salinas Underground Podcast. Your look at Salinas news, culture, greeting cards this week. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Um, yeah, this week we're we're back to our guests. Like I said, last the last episode was me and Samantha from Late Wonko Mothers in here, but the whole point is to get guests in here talking about their business, talking about their events, talking about all that stuff and not that I'm giving up on the whole COVID thing. Everybody should still be fucking being safe. You know, Joe Rogan's all go there getting in trouble. All the podcast giving podcasters a bad name. No. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, dude, I'm just going crazy. Not not interviewing people, not telling these stories. And because of COVID, so many other so many businesses have popped up on the internet. Mm-hmm. So you're not a COVID business. You've been doing it a while. But anyway, this week we have Jesus. Is it Rubalcalva? Yeah, Jesus Rubalcalva. My pochones comes out with that last name, dude. <laughs> Gotta Why can't you just be Perez? <laughs> but yeah, and you have a company called Paper Tacos. Yep. Which does, do you call them greeting cards? Yeah, Paper Tacos greeting cards. Yep. Yeah, and it it's super cool. This is um this is one of the, the rare ones. I didn't know about it, honestly. I, I, you reached out to me, so I was like, what what is Paper Tacos? Right. And... <laughs> I I thought it was gonna be like succulents or something. You know, it looked artsy <laughs> just from the logo. I was like, okay, it's something artsy, and I clicked on it, and immediately I recognized it was business or greeting cards, and yeah. they were funny and, and cool. And but anyway, yeah. So we're, we're gonna talk all about that. I'm I'm freaking excited because it's dude. It's not just oh, I make business cards. This is like you're talking about Macy's and stuff before <laughs> we started recording. This is this story goes deep. And we'll get to that. But first, I, I want to get a little into about who you are. Mm-hmm. Just so, you know, you got to put that cool stuff. That's why I was telling you the whole story of us starting in the in yeah. the, in the the dining room. <laughs> you know, you got to let people know that damn, there was struggle there. <laughs> anyway, so so what is your story? Are, are you from Salinas? Actually, I grew up in Castroville. Okay. That, yeah. Did so you grow up North, or graduate from North County? North Monterey County, class of 1996. <laughs> but yeah. I'm so. not trying to say, whoa, yeah. <laughs> you don't. Dude, that means you're like almost ten years older than me, and you don't you don't look it. Uh, <laughs> well, your listeners can't see, so. right? <laughs> but uh, yeah, I grew up in Castroville, um, actually in a in a labor camp, so in the artichoke fields. Oh damn! Yeah, there used to be a couple of labor camps out there, and my family was one of the ones that was chosen to be in the family housing units. So yeah, I grew up up until I was about wait family housing units. What was the other like studios? Like barrack style? Oh shit! Yeah, and so like it was just like a big barrack style building, and the guys had bunk beds. And they would sleep in there, and then they had a community kitchen, and they were like the the houses like down, like maybe like a hundred yards from where I, I I lived in my house. And your parents picked artichokes. Uh, my dad was a truck driver. Oh, he started okay. as a as an artichoke picker, and then he learned. Um, well, he knew how to drive a truck when he migrated over here from Mexico, and then. Um, eventually talked to people and like hey i could drive a truck and got his license and all that and he started doing that and my mom worked in the packing company in watsonville for a long time oh damn yeah. and then you were you our artist this time this whole time is <laughs> yeah so i grew up with three sisters no brothers and out in the middle of the field so a lot of time like just me and my imagination in the summers you know like out yeah. there and i remember like i always love to draw i don't know like when that all started but i've always loved like drawing and my parents kind of cut up on that and although like my parents didn't i mean obviously they didn't have much but 
they always made sure I had like my you know little notebooks and you know some pencils and that's all you need really. Yeah. And, and yeah, so I I have always loved drawing when I was when I was a kid and then when I was about 13 I I won like an art contest that and that just like boosted my confidence and and from there I knew like I wanted to do something with art. I thought I was going to be like a cartoon animator or something yeah. like that. That was that was what I envisioned, but um but yeah, you know, as I as I went into high school and 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 then into I went to Hartnell, and um, I found out about like Photoshop and all this <laughs> stuff. And I was like, why you could do art on a computer? Like this is amazing. So I got into graphic design and yeah, and then it just ended up sticking with that. So so um, I went to CSUMB from Hartnell, got my bachelor's in in graphic design, specifically in print design, which at that time maybe wasn't the best decision because everything was going web. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I graduated there and got my first job in Monterey at a at a national catalog company as a print designer. And um one day um they had an opening for web design and I was like, "You know what? I want to try that because it seems like that's where everything's going." And I got the position and and yeah, like that just my career just kind of went like that. So once I got that that job, then I thought, well, where are all these jobs at? How can I get bigger? And Silicon Valley is like right yeah. here. So I applied to eBay and they hired me. So I worked at eBay for a while. And then, you know, you're like, I'm the guy that designed that logo. Yeah. yeah <laughs> you ever actually, seen that eBay? Yeah. When they went through a rebrand, I was there. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. So when they got the logo you see now, like I was there when, to help implement that. <laughs> That's yeah. So I, I got a lot of. A lot of experience from like some great, you know, like art directors and like people that are really passionate about this stuff. And I have great mentors along the way. I mean, then from there, I went to like Hewlett Packard. Hewlett Packard split into two companies and I went to the new one that focused on like business and all that. I help with all of their rebrand too. So like if you look at HPE.com, like all of that stuff I helped to build. And right now I'm working now as a as a user experience designer for a company called ServiceNow in Silicon Valley. So I've been over there, but recently I moved back about a, a year, what, two years ago? Damn, right before it all went down. <laughs> right before it all went down. So and, it was pre-pandemic uh, when you moved? Uh, just that's before. That, that's how it forever is gonna be, huh? Just before, yeah. It's pre-pandemic or after? <laughs> yeah, oh, and um, you know, it's funny we were talking. Like a lot of small businesses, you know, did start up like during that time, but you know, I I, I had my my paper tacos like a little bit before that. So what it actually did for me is it helped to actually blow my business up a little bit because people weren't able, you know, to visit their parents or like whatever but they could send a greeting card and so so during this time like i especially 2020 i saw like an increase a a pretty big increase in in like my sales and stuff like that and and, um, a lot of opportunities kind of opened up i was telling you i manage a scrapbook company and we had a record year uh in 2021 yeah dude and even 2020 but yeah 2021 was yeah and i was just like dude these things aren't cheap but everybody's sitting at home yeah. Everybody's sitting at home, especially the first year as well. When once like the stimulus and stuff, like I'm not saying it was a ton of money. Not everybody was living fat, but <laughs> you're sitting around. You're 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 not spending a lot of money, yeah. so people had some money. So yeah, I'm like, dude, of course you're gonna sit there and stamp <laughs> cards up and yeah, send them to your whoever family. Yeah, yeah. Well, the, well, like paper tacos, like kind of. Um, you know, I mentioned like when I was a kid, like I loved to draw, and you know, I kind of got into graphic design, and you know, that art side of me kind of took a step back because my career was more you know in graphic design and, and web design which is not really hand-drawn stuff and, and things like that but um when when i went to Hewlett packard 
that's when I reached like my ultimate goal. Like I also got my master's at the same time I was, you know, over there and my, in graphic design. Yeah. Well, in, in advertising with an emphasis in art direction. Okay. And so as soon as I got that degree, they made me an art director at Hewlett Packard. It's kind of, it was kind of a weird moment for me because I felt like, wow, you like, like I achieved my, my goal, you know, like one of that was one of my life like goals was to become an art director at a like worldwide company. And, and so yeah. I, was, I it's you the Packard, like, man, you don't have to explain like what they, who they are. Yeah. Anything. So yeah. I was like, I, but I, it was kind of a weird moment for me. Cause I was like, okay, like now what, you know, like, I don't, like, where do I go from here? Like how much, you know, how much more could I do in my career? So I think I like during that time I was kind of like looking like, okay, what else could I do? Or like, where, where do I go from here? And, um, I, I went with my, my girlfriend, my wife now to, they had a, a, a fair for Frida Kahlo's birthday in San Jose. Dope. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, there was some art vendors there and this one particular art vendor was selling like prints with like famous, like Spanish saints. So like they had one that said like Sana Sana Colita Rana mm -hmm. or like stuff like that. And I remember looking to, to my wife and, and telling her like, Hey, you know, that, that'd be a funny, like get well greeting card. Like, you know, we say that all the time. Like I remember my mom saying that to me when I got hurt. Imagine like a get well card that said Sana Sana Colita Rana or like, you know, maybe uh, a little like little Vaporu, yeah. you know, on the front that says like get well soon or something like that. Cause you know, we use Vaporu for everything. Yeah. They know that, that we just like mentioned that and we were laughing about it. Then a couple of weeks later, like that idea just kind of came back again because it was my mom's birthday that was coming up. And I remember going to like the local Safeway to like try to find a green card for her. My mom doesn't speak a lick of English, like it's just all Spanish. And so I was looking at their their Spanish selections from like Hallmark. And I remember like I didn't see anything that was, I don't know, that, that, I, that I felt like would really connect with her. A lot of the cards I saw were like overly religious or like, you and know, they use very proper Spanish. I, yeah. I noticed that a lot. And like, you know, yeah, they use like Spain Spanish yeah. or something. It's like, oh, I mean, I get it. I, I, it makes sense to me. But if I was talking to my mom, I wouldn't say it that way. Right. Mm -hmm. Or like very long, sappy, you know, type of messages and things like that. So you know, vosotros or some yeah. shit. <laughs> <laughs> and so when I was looking for that, I remembered that festival and, you know, I was kind of joking around. And I'm like, man, why doesn't someone like, you know, just do something simple, something that's really relevant to like me and my culture and like growing, you know, things that I had like growing up, just like, you know, we were kind of joking. And so I told my wife, hey, you know, what do you think if I, you know, if I did this, like, you know, maybe like 15 designs, I have the experience as a designer, my background's in print design, like, you know, I could do this, I know how to do it. And she's like, yeah, go for it. So, so yeah, so I designed like it took me a year to design like the first 15 cars that, that I felt like comfortable with. And so it just happened that that same fair came around when I was ready with my first 15. And so I invested like 500 bucks for the booth, for the printing and all that. And I went and, you know, I just had like a little display with my cards. You know, I had one, you know, I did those, the, the, the Sana Sana Colitarrana. I had the one with the little um, Vaporu. I used the, I did one of a bottle of Fabuloso that said, like, have a Fabuloso birthday, <laughs> you know, like something, you know, things like that. One with flan that said, have a fantastic birthday. <laughs> so, you know, just like puns like that and, and everybody loved them. And so that was just kind of like the proof that, you know, while, you know, like everybody likes this, maybe, you know, there's something here. No, that's, uh, again, what instantly caught my attention as well. It's just like, holy crap, this is so instantly recognizable to mm -hmm. me but in a format that i've never seen it before mm -hmm. 
And like I said, immediately when I saw that, I could think of myself again being at the Hallmark stand. And if I'm buying a card for my mom, 100%, I'm going to go with one of yours. Like, (laughs) just, yeah, it would just hit that much better. But anyway, before we go more to Paper Tacos, I just want to reemphasize that, again, you started this whole journey educationally Mm -hmm. at Hartnell and then CSUMB. And I want to emphasize that because, again, I know, especially the younger people, I was there, we... (laughs) We would make fun of that shit, you know, yeah, yeah. like, oh, come on, I'm going to go to Hartnell yeah. and then and end up working for a company like <laughs> HP or something. Let's, let's be real. Like, no, I, I got to go to Stanford or something. Yeah. But no, these are great institutions that, yeah. that that it's an excellent way to to do it economically. You know, yeah. you don't have to move somewhere else. And they're real legitimate institutions that that, yeah, provide great, great education. And it, I'm sure. The local educators are like, fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> North County, Hartnell, yeah. and CSUMB. This, guy, this guy's a fucking dream, you know? And yeah, so again, so kids that are out there that might be listening to this or, and you only got into CSUMB, you should be fucking proud of that <laughs> shit. You should be proud. CSUMB is, is pumping out a lot yeah. of great graduates that are going on to do great stuff. And that that's why I love, again, it. Even if you did say, oh, I learned everything at UCLA, it'd be like, cool. You know, one of us went to UCLA. Awesome. But it's it's great that you stayed locally and did it locally. And you're a freaking art director yeah, <laughs> at, at, at Hewlett-Packard. Or was it Hewlett-Packard? Yeah, where you an art director okay, yeah. there, yeah. Anyway, let's, Paper Tacos. You you started in 2017. So you you do the first Frida Kahlo. Do they still do that? They still do it every summer. Yeah. Oh, I'm freaking, I'll be there. <laughs> and so you do it, you sell enough that you're like, that proof of concept is yeah. there. Then what was the next, were you like, it was every thought like, oh, I'm going to quit my job now and keep doing it? Or just no. like, all right, let's print up some more for the next event. No, it was, you know, you know, I mentioned that I had that weird moment where like, okay, I, I achieved like my highest point in my career. And this like, just like kind of took over like my creative side of me. Like that's, this is all I could focus on. I wanted to think like, okay, what's the next 15 cards I'm going to do? And I didn't know nothing about the greeting card business or industry. So I'm like, okay, let me learn as much as I can about this. Obviously it's seasonal. So I'm like, oh, when should I start planning? Like, you know, Valentine's, you know, like right now and then Mother's Day cards and all that. As I started thinking that way, I'm like, you know what, for Mother's Day, there's definitely things culturally that, you know, I could do there, like, you know, to plan cards that are relevant for Mother's Day for, you know, Mexican, American or you know Latinos. I could definitely do that. And so I just started brainstorming like different ideas like that. But as far as like quitting my job, I just thought like, you know, this is just fun. It's it's something it's it's filling my creative side and I'm just going to keep doing it right now, you know, like as a hobby or whatever. But I thought, OK, like, what do I need? And I'm, I'm like, OK, well, it's a visual type of thing that you need to see so which social media instagram i thought like you know that'll be the the best place to promote this stuff so i started an instagram account and just you know found paper tacos and and posted those first 15 cards and just word of mouth like quickly i got like five thousand followers like within a month shit yeah and then my 1500 are terrible (laughs) come on man tell your friends that's the last podcast no yeah And so, like, just like word of mouth just started when people were asking me, like, where could I buy these? How could I get them? And, you know, at the time, like, I didn't have a website or nothing. So I was just like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm working on a website. It's coming. Like, but I didn't have, like, no idea, like, you know, uh, where I was going to host or nothing like that. But um, because I got all of that, that feedback from people on Instagram, I'm like, you know, I, I need to 
you know, sell somehow to people. So I went to to search like, you know, what what are some easy ways to do that? And that's when I saw like Shopify was a like all in one type of package where you could do e-commerce and with little to no cost, they even have a free free option. So I was like, okay, that's definitely the way I'm going to do it. Yeah, I just started doing that. Like on the evenings, I'd come home from work and see if I had any interest or any orders. I remember September 20, what was it? September 29th was the first day that I, of 2017 was when I like officially went live. I remember telling my followers, like, I'm going to go live. And, and, um, on, you know, this, this day, September 29th, when I did, I got like, I think 17 orders like on my first day and I was just like stoked because I didn't know these people like you know my sister you know she ordered like a couple cards but the rest of the people like I didn't I didn't know who they were and I saw the addresses they're like Texas and you know like Los Angeles and I'm like wow like you know something I'm doing like out of my (laughs) one bedroom apartment is like reaching out to people and, and you know that was that was really cool so that's kind of just like where it started. Yeah, and that was in, in 2017. Yeah. Well, again, and before we started recording, you were mentioning that you were in 20 Macy's stores now? Yeah, so so yeah, so I started oh, selling <laughs> and um I remembered the like the Frida Kahlo pop-up and and I was like, you know, maybe I should do a couple of those. So I I remember I did one in in Oakland. It was just like a, you know, just like a a pop-up for different vendors and stuff. And I signed up and I went and the lady that hosted had a retail shop and I never even thought about like wholesaling my cards or nothing like that. But after the show, she came up to me and she's like, Hey, do you wholesale your cards? And you know, I'm, I'm more than willing to buy, you know, like an order of $150 off you. And I was like, Oh yeah, like sure. And then, you know, I just like quickly Googled, like, you know, how do you do wholesale? (laughs) And I just saw like, Oh, it's, you know, like half of what you sell them retail. And so I just told her like, oh yeah, you know, $2.50 each and I don't have a minimum, whatever you want. And so that was, that was what kind of opened my eyes to like, oh, I could also sell to stores, you know, how cool is that? You know? So I started reaching out on Instagram too. I already had some, some followers of like some stores that would follow me. And I told them like, Hey, you know, if you like my cards, you're following me, you want to sell them, I'll, I'll sell them. So Again, little by little, word of mouth like that, some stores started following me and purchasing, asking me, like, well, how, you know, could I get these wholesale? And and right now I'm in 70, like, mom and pop shops. Yeah. But um, Macy's, that was interesting. So. Yeah, I'm like, what the? Yeah, I, I was just at home and I just got an email and someone emailed me telling me, like, hey, I saw your cards on Instagram and I work for a company called Story, which is partnering with Macy's. And Story is like their gifting department for Macy's. And we're looking for to diversify our uh, audience. And we really love what you're doing. You know, could we schedule a phone call? And I was just like, you're like, see? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, of course. <laughs> so, yeah, so they... Um, so they gave me a call and they just they just like really straightforward just told me send us a catalog, point out which ones are best sellers, and um, we'll get back to you. So so I did exactly that, and then like two weeks later they sent me an order and they told me like we're gonna we're gonna test order you know these six cars they only pick six and um, we're gonna put them in twenty stores and then we'll see how that goes. This was like before December, probably like in November. 
And um, yeah, that it, you know, it went it went pretty well. They ordered again for Valentine's. So right now, actually, you could go to Macy's. And I, I just, I was just telling you that I went to Salinas here at the Macy's and I actually saw my cards there for the first time. I've saw my cards out on Macy's. I took a picture right away. <laughs> told my wife like, "Hey, take a picture. This is cool. And my name's on the back of the cards. So yeah. like, you know, one of my products with my name's like in Macy's. So yeah, you should so. have stolen it. See what happens." <laughs> <laughs> Like, what are you going to do? Look at my ID. (laughs) Yeah, so, I mean, it's, you know, uh, it's just slowly growing now. You know, now it's like, okay, how do I sustain it? And, like, my goal now is that I want to do this, like, full time. So I'm just trying to grow it to a spot where, where I could, you know, potentially do this all the time. Yeah, and I know that that that's again from my background in the the stamp thing, we've had customers, you know, at the trade show that they come to you again all wide eyed and they're like, "Dude, Michaels just walked up," you know, <laughs> or Anna's Linens and or Walmart or something because yeah. it on one side it sounds super exciting like, "Oh, Walmart hit yeah. me up," but then also on the opposite side it's like, "Yeah, they're gonna order ten thousand cards from you right. and they're gonna want it at a certain time." Yeah. And if they don't get it, they're going to cancel the order. So it is, it can really break you as well. You know, it's not right. only exciting. It's like, oh, I made it. I'm in this just giant thing. Yeah, that's why, like, the Macy's one, because they don't have that story department, like, in all Macy's, I guess. And so it's not like I was in any danger that, like, oh, we're going to go nationally yeah. like this. Like, it's going to be just in these 20. So it's still manageable right now, right? But I feel I'm at a point with the business, you know, like I got, like I was mentioning, I have this little office space over in, um, or like warehouse space over on Abbott. I have a little bit of help as well. And I feel I'm at a spot where like, okay, like I need to grow my audience. Cause I look also at data that people are coming to my website and like the conversion rates. And then from just like my own experience, I know that my conversion rates for my my business, my paper tacos business is better than the average, you know, conversion rate for yeah. any type of e-commerce. So which means that translates to if you get more people, more traffic to your site, naturally they'll purchase more, more. So right now I'm trying to see like, OK, how could I bring more traffic to my site? So I'm doing like advertising and stuff like that. But also I want to get more exposure out there. So in April, I'm going to be going to the there's a trade show called Noted, which is just for greeting cards. And it's like. It's a big one, like what you're yeah. mentioning. Like, there's like Hallmark will be there, and like all these other companies, Paper Source, and all them. So it's a little scary because of exactly what you're saying. Like, what if I do get one of these? Yeah, orders, all those big know? buyers are going to be walking around that place. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But at the same time, um, I feel like I'm at that point where, like, okay, if I get this order, like that might be the 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 little push I need, where I could potentially like do this like full time. So we'll see how it goes. Yeah. Well, and you so you started with 15 designs, yeah. but how many do you have now? Oh, now I have over, well, actually like 150. And are they all available or just are some retired? So, yeah, like I retire some that, you know, maybe they didn't do so well and stuff like that. Or I redesign them. So, like I did one in the beginning, which was um, one of the original 15, which just said like mordida, mordida. And yeah. it had this kid with like cake on his face, you know, <laughs> like like he just got smashed. But I didn't know that was a Mexican thing so much. <laughs> the internet taught me that. Cause again, I grew up knowing that, you know, yeah. and, but, um, but that one didn't sell very well. Like, I don't uh, know people that didn't like the artwork or something like that. So like, we don't promote violence. <laughs> <laughs> so I redesigned that with, with a dinosaur, you know, with like big teeth and like about to bite a cake and like a birthday hat. And that one actually does very well. So, 
if, if a card isn't selling well, again, you know, I, I, with my web experience, like I know, like through data, like what to look for and like, okay, what should I put out and stuff? Then I redesign it. Some of them I do retire just like in, in general, like for especially seasonal. So like for Valentine's Day, I try to always put out like new stuff and maybe retire like some that didn't sell so great from the previous year and yeah. stuff like that. But yeah, in total, I have 150 and out of those 150, maybe like 100 are are live right now. Yeah. Oh, damn. But I'm also, I mean, I have calendar. I brought you a calendar, by the way. Oh, hell yeah. So I have like calendars. Um, I started expanding my product line. Like, so I also have like pencils with like little sayings written on um, erasers, like other stationary. <laughs> yeah. So it's going. Oh, my God. That, that, that totally threw me off. That, that, <laughs> my, my freaking train of thought. So, yeah, anyway, it's they're available in Macy's. That's freaking cool and all that. But like you were saying, you, you obviously get a much less amount of money because you they, they. So how can people like okay yeah if you see matt macy's go ahead and buy them but if you want a bigger selection or the calendars or yeah. the the pencils where do they go yeah it's a uh, papertacos.com so that's that's the one spot yeah where you could have the widest the widest selection of all my products yeah and it's also at paper tacos on instagram right yeah paper tacos mm-hmm. yeah and that's a great place to go see all, all the designs all all quickly yeah and um Talk about when you came back to Salinas. Is that the plan or because you can do this anywhere, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, I still got my day job, so which is over in, in San Jose, Santa Clara. But, you know, again, with all this COVID stuff, my company made the decision to let you work anywhere as long as you go to the office like once a week. That's sick. Yeah. So I'm pretty much here in Salinas all the time now. And yeah, like I'm 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 here in Salinas. I I I came back, yeah, like I said, like two years ago, and it was because I also had like kind of that option. I knew that was going to happen, and um, it made it easy to to like come back. Did you come back just because you were familiar with the place, or just because you have family? Oh no, I mean, I my wife now we just recently got married in in July, but you know we were dating oh, and, and she's yeah, and she's from here, so that was primarily the reason as as well. But also I have my family here as well, so it's it's easier. My parents are getting older to be closer here to, to them is another reason. But but yeah, I mean, like I said, I originally grew grew up here, you know, Castroville, and um, and yeah, and now I'm in Salinas. And then and you were you said obviously you were inspired from again the culture and the sayings and all that. But is how important is the culture to that? Like, do you? ever plan on just going into like American phrases or whatever, or it's like, no, like this is, and also I'll, I'll add a second component to it. Cause do you see it as not that I have trouble with the term Latino, but to me, it's yeah. just so, uh, in, so <laughs> encompassing, you yeah, know, I'm yeah, like yeah, yeah. Argentinian people yeah. could be way different, you <laughs> yeah. know, or yeah. someone from Uruguay and, and all of a sudden they're lumped in with my Mexicanness, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, um, so do you see it as, as a Mexican company or, and do you ever plan on yep. expanding? Yeah, so great questions. So yeah, right now Paper Tacos is I would say like 100 100% like it, that that's my brand is to incorporate a little bit of Mexican culture into every design that I do. So whether it's a saying, whether it's the artwork like there I have a card that says you're so sweet and I use like conchitas and pan dulce yeah. to like so like that Mexican part is incorporated into that, right? So that's the brand that I have right now, but the way I've been thinking again, like how could I expand this? How could I actually like scale this to make this something bigger than, you know, my little office I have now and like 
really blow up. And the way I see it is that, you know, going to the Latino thing is that each culture has their own sayings, their own things. Like I could easily do, you know, like a Salvadoranian card that's, um, you know, maybe use this popusa somehow yeah. or something like that. But of course, I'm not from that culture, so I don't feel comfortable, you know, roaming around there. But so what, what my plan is that I have the blueprint. I've done it with with my stuff. I want to I, I want to partner with other artists. From maybe you know, oh those okay yeah so I've 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 explored recently with some of the designs so like out of the 120 cards that I do have probably like 30 of them are designed by other artists so I reach out to them and they either want a flat rate or um, one time I I actually licensed artwork for a year from someone so with that in mind like okay th- I can make this work with with my stuff that I'm doing I could easily do this. You know, by reaching out to other artists from different cultures, and then they could, they could, I could fund it and be more like a publisher, and then they could have their own line under the Paper Tacos umbrella. Yeah, yeah. no, th- that would, that's awesome. Again, because it, it just it teaches more of us again how to do that. Maybe some of those people will eventually branch off. That again, yeah, it's such a big part of why we again have this space here as well, is to be like, yes, if we can control this, you know, like. <laughs> Everybody, you know, for years, the hallmarks of the world have been controlling everything. But now we have the ability to, to do that. And, dude, that it's it's super exciting. It's it's badass. And like I said, when I first saw it, I was just like, this is this is 100 percent legit. Like, th- this is great, great stuff. And, and also, again, it's super important for that, because, like I said, we Latinos do get lumped in a lot of the times. And I don't care. I always get a. a upset about this or that but that one in particular because of that because it's like dude you're 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 stripping a lot of the culture away Mm -hmm. and if you put me next to a colombian or a peruvian and say oh these are all the same type of people because they're all latinos they're all brown and speak spanish and it's like nah dude you almost it goes part of the like God, I'm not trying to get too political. I'm like, oh, they're trying to stamp us out, you know? Like, they're, and, and they're, I'm not trying to say all that. But again, it really helps with, with the identity. Right. No, you know, yeah. of like, yeah, we do exist. We, our sayings aren't just funny little sayings that we say to, to each other, that they are a part of the American experience, just like everything else. And I think it's important when we see, Stuff like paper yeah. tacos next to the traditional Hallmark ones, they there still should have room for that. Yeah. It, it it's so weird, but it normalizes Mexicans. As weird as that sounds, we're still not really accepted sometimes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm I mean, I'm I'm first generation, right? And I think this all goes. What you're mentioning is, is exactly what happens when I go when I when I mentioned that story of going to the greeting greeting card section at Safeway and I look at their Spanish cards. They're lumping everybody into, you know, Spanish language cards for yeah, Latinos. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's that that doesn't work. Like that you can't like you said, you can't compare like Mexicans and lump them in with the whole word Latinos. And you know, when you see something like mine and you do come from that background, immediately you have an emotional connection to that card. You're like, oh my God, like my grandma used to say that. I mean, I've had people say this stuff, like my grandma used to say that, or you know, my mom or my aunt or whoever. And I grew up with that stuff. So they, they immediately have like this nostalgic moment when they see my cards that they'll never get when they see Hallmark, who's, you know, trying to get a whole community into one yeah. little lump of, of section of greeting cards. 
So, yeah. No, well, and I think that's great because that also, I, I think it helps people that think that, oh, I, I, I would love to do like the paper tacos thing, but in order to be successful, I have to mold myself into something that Hallmark will buy. And it's cool to be like, well, not really. Yeah. Not really. Cause now, <laughs> you know, now there's paper tacos to prove the other way. And also if you're like, well, I just like to draw only, I don't yep. like the business thing. Like you're saying, eventually they can reach out hopefully mm -hmm. to you and, and you'll be like, okay, this is an agent. This is, you know, this person will help you with yep. this or that. And, yeah, and again, it just gets more people into the community, and yeah, that's I mean, that's that's the big vision, right? Like the big vision for me because I've I've read the books on Hallmark, the Joyce Hall who just started Hallmark. Damn, like I'm coming after you, bros. Yeah, and uh, you know, I mean, because I mean, he built like an empire, and he wasn't an artist; like he's just a good salesman, and he would approach artists and just license their work put it on cards and then sell it so i mean the thing that's the exact same type of thing i'm i'm trying you know eventually I, like you said at some point maybe i could i could become more of a publisher i'm already working with some artists and reaching out to more to see you know could i bring you guys under under my umbrella of paper tacos you know you, you don't want to you know, produce cards, it's not your thing, but you have great artwork, then that really resonates. So, you know, I could publish them, make it into a greeting card and let me borrow your artwork for a year or something like that. So, so yeah, so, I mean, that's, that's the goal. And, and that's, that's how I see that this could scale more than just being a hobby. Yeah. Well, I got to ask you some, one of the cheesy questions because these, <laughs> these are the simple ones. So, but cause to me, again, it's super awesome. I, the story is even better than I expected. Again, the Again, graduating from the local high school <laughs> yeah. and going to the community college, then the four year the local four year university, yeah. and then moving on to, to a ginormous international corporation. Again, it leads me to now ask you is because there's so many they they just had a, a little pop up artist alley thing on Friday or yesterday. Yeah, yeah check that out. And and there are amazing artists mm -hmm. in Salinas, but. Oh, Salinas isn't the biggest city, you know, mm -hmm. so sometimes you feel like I got to go to New York or L.A. or Chicago or something to make it. What advice or what can you say to those artists who think that being in a small community where they really can't sell a ton of artwork? Yeah, they think that that's a roadblock or holding them back. But you're obviously being successful. Well, what, what could you say to that? I would say like social media is the, your best friend as an artist. I mean, if, if you think back to like how I started as well, just putting those first 15 cards, I didn't have a website. I just had artwork that I was uploading to Instagram Yeah, and people loved it and they wanted, you know, where could I get this stuff? So if you're a local artist and, you know, you think you, you need to go somewhere, you could go there through your social media, like through social media, you could expand to anywhere in the world really um so social media i think is really key for artists to like really display their work and get their get their name out there for sure yeah especially like again instagram like you were saying it's just it's all pictures so it's yeah. so visual it's right there on you and then also and i mean i don't want to get too personal into it but i'm sure there's got to be some people that are like oh well he he's a director at HP. Like, of course he has all this extra money to, to throw into his hobby. You know, I, I work at Starbucks part time, you know, and even, even I feel I'm, a, I can draw better than him, but yeah. he's got the financial resources. Did, do you believe that you're, I mean, you know, did, you know, would you have been able to do it? I guess without, I don't even know how much yeah, you make. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm not just, 
No, but, I mean, like I said, I started with like five hundred dollars, which I think yeah, exactly. When you, yeah, you know? so like I didn't invest like a ton of money. I didn't find like angel investors. Or, like, yeah, I yeah. That, you know that type of. I wasn't even thinking. I was just. I just had something I'm passionate about and wanted to see if other people, you know, liked it. So. I did actually, when I first started, have trouble finding a printer, though, that would do short runs. So that was a blocker in the beginning because, you know, printing companies are like, well, you just want to print 20 for a fair. Like, that's, you know, we print thousands. Yeah. We're not going to start by printers for an order like you. So um, I did get lucky where I got to find a digital printer that, that was able to work with me. But I think that's also where... You know, one thing is like, okay, get on social media, but it's also if you have a network of people that you might know um, that could help you out, like when you're first getting started. I think that's also a big, a big thing that that could could help out artists. But yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm like I mentioned, I'm first generation. I was the first in my family to go to college, so I didn't, I didn't even have a computer like when I was first starting out here. I was, you know, pencil and paper, like drawing. Like I mentioned, it wasn't until I got into Hartnell that I learned Photoshop. And um, I got really into it, I, and I would spend all my time like in the computer lab at at, at um, Hartnell, and uh, and I didn't have you know like my parents didn't have how could I say like you know when I finally got into my career like my parents didn't have the network to like hey you know go interview at this company yeah. like you know <laughs> I didn't have none of that like I I learned along the way but I also had great mentors along the way like when i did finally get my foot in the door like let's say at, at the catalog company in monterey there was you know art director there um a real art director i've never you know i've, I've just read about him like when i was at CSUMB and stuff like that but I, I now i had an art director and I, I would ask him like how did you get to where you're at like what was your career path and how could i do what you're doing you know so like i think that's another important part is that if you're don't have the resources or don't have, you know, you have a similar background like me, like how I grew up where you're the only one, you're the first one to do all this stuff is like, once you do get your foot in the door, like just try to network as best as you can learn and learn from as much as you can from the people around you. Cause that'll help take you to the next, next level. No, that's a really great point about that meeting that or talking to an actual art director and yeah. stuff, but mentors I think are so important and and I, sometimes I talk to my friends and I mention, you know, like, oh, this, this guy, you know, he's been my mentor, you know, and I I run my business a certain way because that's how they taught yeah. me to do it. And they're like, I don't think I've ever had a mentor, you know, and it's just like you've probably were very close to having a mentor, but you didn't realize it. Right. And you have to humble yourself, you know, to know that you you believe in yourself. You believe that you're going to achieve this greatness, but you don't know everything. Right. So you know you need to learn it from somebody and and just because you're they're teaching it to you doesn't mean that oh you have to do it their way but no they're just giving you this experience and yeah and it's super important to have those people that you can bounce around and (laughs) call them and say hey macy's is calling me dude like what do i do you know yeah and so yeah so i know it's tough to because you know they don't have badges that say mentor hey (laughs) but you got to realize you know those people that do reach out to you and give advice you have to realize that that's that's pretty rare and that again you should be able to to humble yourself and and open up to them and ask them because it's going to it's going to take you farther and and yeah so even if you're like well you're only this position but i want to have a different like no you still need their knowledge yeah for sure and it opens up doors i mean the work I got at, you know, Hewlett Packard and all that, like that came because of a mentor I had at eBay. You know, they ended up going to Hewlett Packard 
And then, you know, they remembered me and they needed a junior designer, you know, at the time. And uh, they called me over like, hey, you know, I know that you're trying to grow your career at eBay. You're kind of going to stay there at a production level. Why don't you come join us? Our team's growing and whatever. So, I mean, pe- people remember it if you if you reach out to them and like really, really seem, you know, authentic. And or, yeah. you know, if you're you're honest with them, they'll remember that and and uh, they'll reach out to you. Yeah, that's that's true. And it's a freaking awesome story. And. Well, one thing, okay, when you saw yourself at, at Macy's, was that the, the high point or was that is, is that the one where you were just like, wow, this is crazy? Or was there another moment you're like, whoa, I never thought I would be here? You know, um, there was a couple of times where that's happened. The first time, I, you know, I mentioned was when I first got my first couple orders, just knowing that, you know, wow, this, you know, again, my artwork that I'm doing here in my, my house, in my one bedroom apartment, like, is being sold online to people I have no idea who they are. And I'm shipping it to them. Like, that's crazy. So that was, like, the, the very first time. Macy's, for sure, today. I mean, it just happened today. Like, yeah. I went to Macy's, and I saw my my card there. Actually, we were joking. My wife, you know, she's like, oh, you're, you know, your cards are probably here. And I'm like, nah, they said that they're going to be in some other ones. And, yeah, as we walked by the aisle, like, my card was right there. And I was like, what? No way. So I, like, quickly took a picture with it. And, you know, that was pretty cool. So that was crazy. Um, I would have just stood there and told everybody, this is me. <laughs> this is me. You, you want me to sign it? Yeah, you want me to yeah, sign yeah. it? <laughs> so, yeah, so that that's crazy. And then, you know, just seeing the amount of people that that follow me, like, on Instagram or, like, stores that reach out to me, like, hey, we want to sell your product. Like, that's, I still, I still can't get over that, like, even now. Like, even, like, now, you know, I have 20, 29,000 followers on Instagram. What? Yeah. And, <laughs> and that's still. It's interview over, man. That's not cool. <laughs> And that's still like it's it's still amazing to me. Like when when I st- I'm still getting followers yeah. and and people are still reaching out to me, letting me know like you know that that they love my stuff. But the one that I feel like most grateful for is when people share their pictures. Like they tag me on Instagram with like their grandma and they're uh-huh. you know on Mother's Day and they're giving her a Mother's Day card. Like that to me is awesome. Is that now like my artwork is means something sentimental to someone else. You know, and I'm and I'm I'm part of that connection, and you know, in some type of way, I'm a little I'm a little part of that. Yeah, dude, it's awesome because yeah, that grandma was gonna get a card either way, <laughs> but before paper tacos, she probably was gonna get the the hallmark <laughs> vosotros te amamos, yeah. you know, kind of card, <laughs> and it wouldn't have been posted on Instagram. It would that special moment right. wouldn't have been out there. And again, another thing I really love about your company, going back to the that it makes Mexicans again, culture stand, stand out is again, I I love that because it's so necessary. I I still keep thinking in my head, it's been bouncing around uh, a show called Hentified on Netflix. I don't Mm. know if you've ever seen it. Mm. I, I, I really love that show. I I'm not from Boyle Heights. I'm not from Los Angeles. (laughs) I, I don't know how it goes, but for years I would say it as in like, Mexicans or Mexican culture needs our Friday. That movie Friday, I I loved Friday because it's a great movie. But not only that, it reminded me a lot. When I lived on the north side, it was the exact same thing, you know. So I lived in the hood. It was rough. But for the most part, my life, well, not really. I guess we didn't ever have an ice cream man trying to murder us for selling weed or anything. But for the most part, that's what it was. It was just a neighborhood, you know. You would hang out in the neighborhood and silly stuff would happen and and then you would go to sleep at night. And and to me, Friday normalized the neighborhood. You know, a- after movies like Boys in the Hood right. that made the that made 
South Central look like a damn war zone, you know, but pe- normal people live there all the time. Yeah, sure. So a movie like like Friday showed that. Like, yeah, the, these hoods are full of working class people for the yeah. most part. Like, yeah, at night, certain certain streets probably want to avoid. But for the most part, they're just neighborhoods of people just trying to get by like everybody else. And I thought Friday did a good thing of showing that. And, I mean, I don't know how it much people really saw that. It's a silly kind of comedy from, but um, to me, I was like, dude, that showed a side of the hood that's more real, right? It, it, in a lot of ways, it, it's more real than menace to society. It's more real than boys in the hood. It's you know, and so that's where I was like, fuck, you know, I would love to see that for for Mexicans because you know we're still in every time it's a movie we're either house cleaners or drug yeah. dealers. Or, or we have some kind of magical knowledge. <laughs> you know, we can't just be. We can't just be a character. Right. Like, we, we, there has the Mexican character. He's always clutching his fucking rosary or right. some <laughs> shit. Like, there's always some kind of thing. And and so for the gente fight, it was one of the first times that it was just a family in East L.A. There, there was no crazy cholo in the, right. you know, there was no drive-by right outside the taqueria all the yeah. time, you know. <laughs> there, it, it was just a family, just any American family. And, again, and this is where, so going back to my, my point, is that Paper Tacos is that, you know, it reminds you that, yeah, dude, we're we're just people. We're, we're, we're normal, <laughs> regular yeah. people. We're not, again, drug dealers and rapists or whatever the fuck the other president assumed about us and that's where i love that is that sometimes i feel as mexicans because of how we're portrayed where sometimes we're a little embarrassed yeah we we love that latino-ness because we can hide me you know we're like (laughs) yeah we're we're venezuelans or i guess not it's not a good one but anyway you know it's almost you know to say you're mexican people like ooh, you know like (laughs) i've seen you guys on tv but to have Companies like Paper Tacos and shows like Hentified, it really makes you proud to say, yeah, yeah, I'm Mexican or Mexican-American. Yeah, so I, that's where I'm so excited. I, yeah. I, you know, scrolling through your Instagram, <laughs> I, I really felt a sense of pride. It was like, I didn't paint any, I didn't draw any of that. I don't make any money from any time you, you sell any stamps or any cards. But I couldn't help but be proud because yeah. it's so well done. And I recognize it. I mean, I'm just looking at, at the calendar here and I see the Valentina and the Taquero <laughs> there. And and again, it's not it's not Hallmark trying mm-hmm. to, you know, it would be so obvious if Hallmark was trying to to, to do it. It's it's yeah. authentic. Yeah, for sure. And it's it's interesting. Like, I feel that there's a big shift, you know, going back to like the social media stuff I was mentioning earlier. Like, I feel there's a shift in marketing where before like before social media these big companies like hallmark you're kind of stuck with what you got right like they they whatever they put out that's it like this is what's in the market whereas now a lot of small artists or or um niche markets like myself i'm in a niche market anybody could the the people are more in control of what 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 they want what they want where to, where, they, where they're going to find it so, like, if you go on social media, if you have a niche that you're really into, like we were talking about, like, anime, you're going to find a niche for that. Yeah. Like, they, that exists. Hallmark doesn't put out anime, you know, this type of stuff. But you're going to find a niche somewhere on social media. Some artist loves it, and they're going to be, you know, producing artwork that you can buy and sell. So, like, all of this going back to, I feel people are more in control of the products that they want and where they could find it. 
and and like companies like Hallmark, they're kind of seeing that shift that like, oh, shoot, where, you know, people are, are looking for other things that we're not producing. So they're trying because I know like Hallmark has a new line called Vida, which it's Spanish language cards, but they're a little bit more like like they like some of their cards are like Spanglish, you know, yeah. so like they're trying to like address this that where people are going to look for you know my type of cards or because i'm not the only one there's other vendors that do greeting cards in spanish i'm probably one of the the bigger smaller niche market ones but what was i saying oh yeah like hallmark like they're they're realizing that people are taking more control of like what what they're getting as opposed to just what's being served to them and uh again yeah it's just an opportunity for for artists to like really this is your chance to like Put your stuff out there because there, there's I could guarantee someone's looking for your your work out there. Yeah, and then Hallmark's coming, and and that's also <laughs> what I loved. You know, when I was thinking earlier before we recorded, and, and no 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 disrespect to local artists or any other small artists, which usually means you're going to say something harsh right <laughs> after that. But a lot of the times, you do see people, especially with social media now, following trends. Mm. You know, let's say again that cactus all of a sudden is trending all over the place in the next six months. Now all of a sudden has people are have greeting cards with yeah. cactuses all over <laughs> them and, and stuff. And, and a lot of the times, you know, not a lot of the time, sometimes when you go to these artist pop-ups or whatever, you do see some people that are more just trying to cash in on, yeah. on a certain hype. And I'm like, dude, come on. <laughs> like you're talented. Don't like, don't follow, be the lead, make the hallmarks of the world yeah. follow don't follow them you know they already control everything and again seeing your stuff i'm like oh crap this is <laughs> people are going to follow you people are going to see your success and they're going to try to emulate it and again to i don't know how you feel about that but to me that that's kind of flattering again the yeah because it's like i could do it better than <laughs> yeah <laughs> you have no, that ego I mean, like i'm the one that do it yeah for sure like the the valentina you mentioned earlier like this is one of the valentine's day cards so it says like will you be my valentina and it has the you know the bottle of Valentina sauce or whatever. But you know back back when I first did this was I think 2018, and yeah I mean there's other there's already other artists that you know follow me that now have like their own product or it's like on on a mug with their with their um, what's that called that where you could print uh, like vinyl onto my, anyway the, the the cricket yeah the cricket <laughs> so like yeah people, that you know, when I go to the like trade that. shows um, so like I, I I noticed like some of the stuff I'm doing and some of my followers like they're starting to like uh, pick up on some of the some of the more popular designs that I do but I mean I just focus on on me and what I'm doing and trying to produce like new stuff because you know why am I gonna you know go and 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 say hey like you know that that was my design first <laughs> and then other things it's like more difficult like for example a conchita you can't like copyright a conchita yeah. right? like everybody's gonna do something with a concha so it's just like just i just let it go and just try to focus on me and and do you know the best work i can no it's great stuff and i i mean i wouldn't say it like if i would thought it was amateurish i wouldn't be like oh, i don't know i wouldn't say it on the mic but but with all with all honesty I'm very impressed, you know, and again, I have a little bit of knowledge because in the scrapbooking industry, I've been in that for 14 years now. So it, it is really impressive what you're doing. And not only is it a very professional thing, I mean, that that calendar is is it's ready to be again in a Walmart and a Target and a Michaels, but also it, it's freaking it's groundbreaking stuff. It's new. So, um, yeah, again, it, it is really well done. 
and again, it's a it's a big inspiration. I, I think I people can see like don't don't create your own roadblocks. You know, don't don't be like oh fuck. Well, I'm not in a big city. I can't do this. <laughs> like nah, nah. This is a story here that you you can do it. You yeah, can do sure. it. But anyway, I want to wrap this up a bit because. I can feel myself. I'm getting ready to ramble. I'm getting ready to be like, all right, let's talk about politics now. And I don't want to do that. Is there anything, though, that that I may have skipped in this last hour uh, that you really wanted to get out? I mean, you've been on here once now. Now you're a friend of the show. You're gonna, you're more than welcome to come back whenever yeah. you want. But is there anything? No, I mean, again, you could just, you know, you can find my stuff at papertacos.com instagram it's paper tacos facebook you could just you know you could just google it now and just like just google paper tacos i'll come up but yeah i'm always you know looking for to produce new new stuff every season so i'm constantly putting out new new content and like i mentioned earlier i'm pretty soon going to start putting calls for entries for other other artists so if there's you know artists listening out there keep keep an eye out for that um, especially if you're interested in in what i'm doing um there's an opportunity for you, Polly. Dude, and I think that is super important because I know, again, from locally, so many artists, but I know very few artists that are good at business. <laughs> and I know a bunch of talented people, but very few of them know how to market their stuff. And I, I get it. I'm, I'm telling you, even with this podcast as well, we're, that's where we're at and it's difficult. Um, so, yeah, I think that's super important. Especially because, again, going back to this, and I'm sorry, Hallmark, if it seems like we're attacking you, but you're the you're the big company. But if you're a local artist, I, sending you a DM is a lot more approachable or less intimidating than than trying to email customer service yeah. at Hallmark or whatever. Yeah. Like, hey, will you look at my stuff? Like, who do you even reach yeah. out to? No, for sure. Yeah, that's that's another great point. Like, I've I've gotten several artists to reach out to me and ask me like just general business questions like how did you start or or like what's the best platform to like you know sell my my artwork at and i'm more than open to like reply like when 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 we reply it's it's either myself or my sister who's replying so like oh. you know you have like a direct contact to me if you go through instagram and and uh and yeah so like i'm i'm more than happy to help anybody that wants to try to start something on their own yeah, and again, that that's super cool. That's super cool because again, it's it's somebody that's relatable. I think when people hear your voice, they're gonna be like, "Dude, that dude sounds like my brother." You know, <laughs> that matters. Going back to the pride, dude. One time, I went to, I was at Google, and they were doing some business competition, mm -hmm. and it, it was an, an accelerator called Manos. So it was oh, all yeah. Latino businesses, and they were doing their pitches, and I got to see. I, it's the first time actually seeing people pitch businesses. You know, at Google, it was like a nuts, <laughs> and. And to hear one that really got me was was somebody that they worked for, I think, IBM or something. But this lady was sounded like my mom, yeah. maybe had a thicker accent than my mom. You know, her English wasn't very good. She was up there. She did her pitch in English. Her partner was Chinese. They didn't even he didn't speak English either. It's so nuts. But I. And again, this was one of the first times I remember, like, I was feeling this, like, oh, my God, am I having a heart attack or something? What the hell is going on? And like, what is this? And it was pride. Yeah. But I was yeah. feeling was pride that I was seeing someone that, again, sounded like my mom, right. that, that that sounded like my aunts, that sounded like that I've been hearing. And they're pitching at one of the biggest companies in the world. And they're absolutely fearless. Yeah. And. And it just motivated me. Like, like what, what am I doing? Like, I, I want to be where they're at. Look at how they got out of their comfort zone. Right. I got to do it. So, like I said, when I was scrolling through your 
thing, that same feeling came back up again. And it's, again, because if it was Hallmark that was doing it, I'd be like, neat, we're being recognized yeah. as a community, you know, how cool. But to see somebody, one of us essentially, doing it, it just, it's more motivating, you know. And and I'm super excited for your company, and I'm super excited to see where it goes. And yeah. I thank you for reaching out because, again, you reached out to me. <laughs> and, yeah, and I, I'm excited. I'm excited to see where it goes. And when, when you have a booth, at a big trade show, I'm gonna be like, I, I knew that guy. <laughs> I knew that guy when he was only in 20 Macy's stores. <laughs> yeah, hopefully, hopefully it'll get there. But yeah, no, it's a pleasure uh, to be here and uh, get get to share my story. Thanks again for having me. Yeah, again, this is another great Selena story. Another great <laughs> Selena story. We're almost, I think we're like four episodes away from 300. Wow. Two, yeah, three or four, something like that. So, and it's not it's not getting any more difficult. It's so easy to find great stories in this town jesus at paper tacos thank you for coming on again at paper tacos on instagram papertacos.com it's one of the easier ones <laughs> to to remember and yeah go check it out we're we're right around valentine's day yeah it's not just valentine's day there's a bunch of stuff there Yeah, mother's day is what i'm working on right now so yeah oh yeah <laughs> that's definitely coming up and again it's great that it's at macy's and it'd be nice to show the support but it Probably go through his website directly. Right. <laughs> Actually, if you're, yeah, if you're listening here in Salinas, um, Gifts on the Go on Main, they sell my cards. And then also at the mall, at the, what's it called? The studio, the art studio there. We used to be the arcade. Yes. <laughs> I remember they, that. They it used to be Time Out. There. That's right. At the old Time Out. <laughs> and then over at Park Row Cafe. So those are three places here you could get my cards. Hell yeah. Yeah. And that, I love it as well that, you, there are multiple places locally. Like the local people are also supporting as well. I love that. This it's a, a, a new Salinas man. This is this is cool how it, the community is all coming together to help each other. And yeah, thank you, thank you for coming you. here and sharing sharing your story. Thank you for being patient with running around town trying to find our keys this morning <laughs> or this before we started recording. And yeah, go check out Paper Tacos. Thank you. All right, we'll see y'all later. <laughs>